ChargePoint is the world's largest EV charging station manufacturer. So we look at ourselves as a software company that provides a means for EV drivers to charge their vehicles. You're listening to The Parking Podcast. Views and opinions are my own. The Parking Podcast is brought to you by the International Parking and Mobility Institute, the world's largest association for professionals in the parking, mobility, and transportation industry. Learn more at parking-mobility.org. Welcome back to another episode of The Parking Podcast. With us today is Nathan Donnell, Director at ChargePoint. How are you doing today, Nathan? Fantastic. How are you, Isaiah? I'm great. So we've had your uh, wife, Carmen, on in the past and kind of you know, worked best to worst. And now I'm getting you on the podcast and thankful that you've joined. You've had such a, a great career in the parking industry. But like I asked most listeners, take us back. I'm not sure exactly how you got started. How'd you get started in the parking industry? Yeah, I... Getting started in the parking industry was an interesting story. So I started out my career at Anheuser-Busch, which is a beer company. So I sold Budweiser. So I was the beer guy. And I spent almost nine years uh, delivering, started out as a delivery driver, moved my way up into sales, went into supervisor, uh, back into like a sales management position, and then kind of realized that um, I would have hit a glass ceiling within a couple of years and just wanted to have a change. And one of my good friends at the time owned a parking and access control company that used to sell old federal APD equipment, parking equipment. And they got out of it for a couple of years. And then Amano McGann approached them and wanted them to be a reseller for him. They didn't have anybody on their team that focused on parking. And so one day at lunch, we were talking about life in general. And I had mentioned that I'm looking for a career change. And he said, well, why don't you come and sell parking equipment for me? Not having any idea what that was, I thought, oh, how hard could it be? It's a ticket spitter and a gate that goes up and down. And so I said, yeah. And so, you know, I my first day at work was very eye opening because I went through an extensive training program uh, with Amano again and learned quite quickly that it's not as simple as a ticket spitter and a gate. Uh, but you know, fast forward almost seventeen years now, uh, it's been a ride of my life. I've met my lovely bride, which you just said is definitely better than me. I definitely married up <laughs> um, <laughs> on that one. And yeah, it's been fantastic. I don't ever foresee myself getting out of this industry. The people are fantastic. The challenges are amazing. The technology is getting better and better as technology in general is getting better. We are, as an industry, are following suit. So it's an exciting industry. I'm going to take this back or not. So you're, let's say you're delivering, give me a hypothetical situation here. You're delivering beer 
you got your truck, you're in a downtown business core, you're delivering to a restaurant. There's a commercial parking space about 50 feet up, or you double park right in front of the restaurant and unload quickly and get out of there with your hazards on. What, what, what do you do? More times than not, I would double park. If the commercial <laughs> loading space was available, then of course I would park in there. But as delivery drivers in a downtown area, the quickest way to, to get the job done is just to get as close as you possibly can, unload, be, you know, frustrate a lot of the drivers that were driving by or trying to get around you. But ultimately, that's just the kind of the way that it well, was. And again, that was 20 years ago, right? So a lot has changed since then. I think that the cities, municipalities, towns, wherever you're delivering at, have tried their absolute best to uh, reduce the double parking and uh, give these commercial drivers the ability to find parking easier. Uh, it's still a challenge depending on what city you're in, but ultimately, yeah, as a driver, you didn't necessarily focus on the safety of the, of the, the scenario you focused on getting the delivery done. Oh yeah, no, that's, I'm glad you talked about that. Yeah. Cause that's something every a challenge, every city faces. I know we're experimenting with smart loading zones and camera enforcement and different things that may fix it. I know in one city we worked with, we created like a runner program. They had a big problem with like uh, Jimmy John's and other delivery drivers putting on their flashers, blocking traffic, making a mess. So they created these like runner parking spaces. It was free. They didn't have to pay a meter. They had to register. They were close to like every downtown big commercial suite or building office tower that they would had the problems delivering. And of course, no one used them. You know, they for six months, people would register and then what did they do? They would put on their flashers, park right in front of the building, run up. So I just think it's it's an interesting study. I, I think that it's going to have to be some kind of they're gonna be forced to do it. As convenient as you make it, you they're still going to be forced to do it through probably going to be cameras, automatic, you know, geofence where like a toll booth, anytime a car kind of drives under a toll, they just automatically get that on the receipt. Uh, I think it's going to be something like that in the future, but glad to ask you that. I didn't know you had that background delivering, but, um, and you touched on several things, which leads me to my next question. When you're talking about uh, curb management, uh, you were a pretty early influencer, speaker, expert on this topic. I remember, man, this is Maybe 10 years ago, you were, you were flirting with the idea of multi-app and why do all cities only have one? And uh, I don't know, can you kind of take us back to the origin of that? Kind of when you thought of kind of that, I know you weren't, you didn't coin the term curb management, but when you kind of saw this as, as a challenge and an opportunity and you wanted to learn more and, and create solutions around that? Yeah, absolutely. So I worked for Park Mobile for almost five years and when I started at Park Mobile, we had 30 clients. The parking and paying for parking by an app, it was still a new service and a new value add. The apps were just really starting to explode. And uh, it was a fun time because people were really getting on board with it. And so in my five-year career there at Park Mobile, we went from 30 clients to over 300. So it was a good run. I really enjoyed it. From there, I was offered a position at Enrix, which is a data aggregation platform company that purchased a parking data company named ParkMe. 
a very uh, good friend of mine owned that company and asked me to come on board to the NREX team and uh, run their parking vertical within NREX. That it gave me the ability to do some European travel and to just see really uh, different parking programs in Europe, of course, as well as North America. Uh, Europe has been offering a multi-app approach for much longer than North America has. North America was always a, an, a very exclusive one-app type program when it came to parking, and Europe was way ahead of the curve when it came to it. And when I was over there speaking with clients about their parking program, they had very little assets on the streets. So they, you know, they were removing meters. There was 10% meters compared to mobile app payments over there compared to over here. And so I came back over to the States after a trip and had a conversation with my business partner, Charlie DeBeau, which I know you've had on the parking podcast before. And him and I were brainstorming about the fact that why are we not doing it here in North America? It'd be like going to a restaurant and only that restaurant only accepting American Express, right? That would, that would limit me from being able to, to eat at that restaurant because I don't have an American Express. However, I do have a visa or a MasterCard. Uh, and so we started kind of coming up with the idea of how can we build something that will allow our customers, meaning the municipalities, universities, parking operators, the ability to accept multi-apps or multiple forms of payment, depending on who uses what app. And so we whiteboarded one night. I remember this in Philadelphia. It was probably 11 o'clock at night. And we sat in an office with our other business partner, Dan Bell. And we came up with the idea of Curb Track and uh, put it together within 120 days. It was pretty exciting. And then unfortunately, COVID hit. And so it really put the brakes on pushing out the agnostic platform. But we've got some traction since then. Of course, we sold Curb Track to Park Hub, and Park Hub now is running with the same not only idea, but, but platform. And we, the traction is back up and running. And Charlie DeBeau and Park Hub are doing a fantastic job at going out and providing this service offering to potential clients. Yeah, I've actually talked to different clients this week that are asking about Park Hub and Curb Track and working with them to implement the solution. So, uh, congrats! That's exciting, uh, exciting times. Uh, I think I might have coined the American Express uh, example. I've always used that as my, you know, as a great reason to provide multiple apps. You're you're limiting people that have another app that want to use it. So. Uh, very cool, you know. You kind of leave behind that legacy, something that you created that will continue on. I don't know. I just not to mean get so philosophical here. I just think that's really cool to have created something like that. So um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Now you're with uh, ChargePoint. So exciting times. Tell us about uh, ChargePoint. Yeah, ChargePoint is the world's largest EV charging station manufacturer. So we look at ourselves as a software company that provides a means for EV drivers to charge their vehicles. It's exciting for me because I do think that with everything that's going on in today's society with 
reducing greenhouse uh, emissions and moving to a fully electric uh, vehicle model with all the OEMs going in that direction. Uh, we're at the crest of something really big. And so infrastructure needs to be put in place. And uh, ChargePoint has asked me to come on board specifically to focus in the parking industry as a whole, because it's not a focus that they had in the beginning. And now I'm here to to help drive awareness and education, as well as business in general for ChargePoint. And you, know, you, you talked about wanting to stay in parking for the rest of your career and never leaving in the industry. So how does EV charging and parking go hand in hand? Obviously, they charge when they park, but how do you kind of use your experience and relationships to, to bridge that gap or to put garage asset owners in touch with uh, ChargePoint? Kind of just talk about the synergies there. Yeah, absolutely. So ChargePoint actually, back at the beginning of 2020, signed a national agreement with SP Plus uh, to be a preferred vendor for ChargePoint. And uh, they quickly realized when having conversations with SP Plus that they needed somebody on the team to be able to understand the operational side of their client. And they didn't have anybody. So when they started talking in their parking lingo, which you and I both know that we as parking professionals have a a way of discussing and, and talking about things that the average person just doesn't understand. Yeah. Uh, what's so, the utilization? What's how do you describe the turnover? What about reserve monthly contract? Par- yeah, I could just see that. Absolutely. A parking so, expert being needed. Yeah, the eyes glazed over and they did, just they didn't have any idea. And so that's where the conversation started with ChargePoint on reaching out to myself about coming on and uh, accepting this position. And so ChargePoint really is a company that uh, drives traffic to um, these locations. So as an EV driver, we they have a different mindset when it comes to fueling, right? We as gas uh, driving, you know, we've, we've driven a gas-powered vehicle since inception, right? Since the, the beginning of time and gas stations are on every other corner. And so it's super easy to be able to just pull over, fill up when you're, you know, getting low on gas. And then going about your your trip or you know finishing your journey, uh, an EV driver just looks at things differently, right? There is not a EV charging station on every corner or a fueling station, as we call it, on every corner like there is today with the internal combustion engine. Uh, yet, however, uh, EV drivers, you know, they they look for opportunities to be able to charge their vehicle while it's being parked and. A lot of times it's either at their house or it's at their uh, office if they're commuting to work, or it's at uh, a place where they're going to an event or dinner. And so they uh, don't necessarily look for the closest place to park. They look for places to park that have EV charging stations. And with the ChargePoint app, well, we show all of the EV charging stations uh, on our network, which are 100,000 plus EV charging stations. And it even shows if they're available, if uh, how much it costs to charge or if it's free to charge. And so it's very intuitive and it gives you a lot of detailed information. ChargePoint has also worked the number of the automotive manufacturers to put that information in the head units of the vehicles. 
And so you're not looking at your phone, you're actually you know, looking at the navigation screen and it shows you the locations of all the EV charging stations in the area. And so it really does open up a new avenue for parking operators, municipalities, uh, universities uh, to really just drive traffic into their locations. And so that's really my goal is to, to really allow or educate the parking industry as a whole on getting this new driver a way to access their locations rather than their competitors' locations that maybe next door that don't have an EV charging station. Yeah, because I had another question about, you know, how does it help increase the bottom line? Well, for, for one, you're anyone with an electric vehicle looking for parking is going to be pushed towards your garage, bringing in more parkers, more revenue. But uh, I, you know, I do have a question on on, on pricing. So, is this something where uh, if we have someone interested, that's a a garage owner operator, do they do they buy these and then they charge their customers or does ChargePoint provide them and they make, you know, how, how kind of how does it work as far as uh, purchasing, installation, all that as far as a pricing standpoint? Yeah, it, it's a great question. So there are a number of different ways to install and uh, provide EV charging stations into your facilities. Uh, one, the asset owner or the garage operator could purchase the charge point charging stations and then get them installed in their locations. Or ChargePoint has a, we call it CPaaS, so it's ChargePoint as a service. And it's kind of a leasing program where you pay an annual fee and we as ChargePoint own the charging station. It is on our network. We maintain it. We make sure that it's up and running. We have diagnostics that we can check into. So it's all online. And so we have the ability to make sure that that charging station is at peak performance at all times. Uh, and even if it's purchased, you still have that ability as the asset owner or the charging station owner to still have those diagnostic checks to still be able to, to see exactly what's going on with your charging station. Um, but there are a couple of different ways that you can purchase that. When it comes to pricing, it's up to the, the asset owner. We don't charge the general public to charge at our, our charging stations. That is the asset owners, that's to their discretion, right? If they want to charge a premium or they want to charge a fee on a per minute, per hour, per plug-in, that's up to them. We have the ability to absolutely do that with our charge point charging station, but we don't do it ourselves. Oh, that's that's great. And um, I love the, we're seeing more and more companies provide the hardware as a service model, you know, with, with COVID, a lot of uh, municipal university budgets were, were wiped for those expensive uh, capital investments, but, you know, paying it as a, a monthly lease, getting that uh, RMR, as my boss would say, recurring revenue or recurring monthly revenue. I can't remember what it stands for, but I like seeing more and more companies do that. Man, that's, that's really cool. And, and if someone is interested and wants to talk more about this, what's the best way for them to reach out to you or ChargePoint? They can reach out to me personally at my email address. It's nathan.donnell at chargepoint.com, N-A-T-H-A-N dot D-O-N-N-E-L-L at chargepoint.com. Or they can go on the ChargePoint website and just click contact us and you know say that you're interested in providing charging stations at their parking locations. Yeah, and I'll put that email and the website in the show notes. 
as we talked about earlier, you are married to someone in the parking industry. I asked her this question, so I'm asking you kind of what are the pros and cons of, uh, of being married to someone else who, who kind of knows the, the industry and knows the solutions and thinks like you think when it comes to, to parking? Well, this is a loaded question because I didn't actually hear yet what her response was. So hopefully we're somewhat in line. She said the, the she said the neg of the con was that it's you. Um, but the, <laughs> of course, <laughs> just kidding. No, she she had a great answer. I'll tell you after because I don't want to frame your 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 question. Yeah. So I mean, the the pros is is that we we do bounce ideas off of each other. We, we understand, you know, when you, when you come home from work and you, and you're venting to your spouse, we both understand the industry. We both understand the challenges within the industry itself. Her and I actually have a unique relationship in the sense that she, I worked for park mobile for almost five years and she works for pay by phone, which is a competitor of park mobile. And so, you know, I've, I lived in her world. And so that's a pro in the sense that we really understand uh, how to to speak to each other. The con is sometimes that's all the conversation ever is 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 parking. And so there have been many a times where I have or her have had to say, "All right, enough parking talk. Let's actually you know talk about life in general because parking is not the only thing uh, in our lives that that make our relationship work." And so, really, ultimately, the con is that. It, it never happens and never, we never just stop talking about it. Yeah, yeah. She said the same thing. You guys have time for no parking talk tonight. Let's yeah, go absolutely. out to eat, but we're not allowed to talk about parking. That, that's awesome. She has her cap credential. You also have cap. Uh, tell us about that experience. Do you remember what year you got your cap? Yeah. So we actually got our cap in 2019. Uh, we were the first group that got our cap via the I think it's the online process. So we actually did our our testing both uh, together at the same time. And so that was a little bit of a competitive um, thing that we had going on because we were really hoping both of us passed at the same time. But if one of us didn't, then we would one of us would have to leg up on each other. And so I remember I was actually driving to a client meeting and I received a text from Carmen that said that she passed and I did not get my Email that, said, <laughs> no. that said that I passed. <laughs> so I was kind of freaking out a little bit because I will be the first one to admit that she is definitely smarter uh, than me when and it comes to things like that. But fortunately, I received it a few minutes later and we both passed at the same time. So we're graduating class of 2019. Uh, unfortunately, we we're not able to walk in 2020 for obvious reasons because it was a virtual uh, IPMI, but we get to walk this year and uh, coming up here next month. So we're excited about that. And I feel like that CAP is a credential that every parking professional should strive to achieve. I've been in the industry for almost 17 years and I should have gotten it a long time ago. But as a a vendor, in most cases, it's Sometimes difficult to to step away from a, a you know a conference and spend all day in training sessions to be able to get your uh, your cap credentials and and get that and so putting this online uh, type program where you can study on your own pace take these classes at your own pace uh, take classes and and get cap points at the regional shows has really helped get to that level where I can actually take my cap. And then of course, now that I have it, 
I, I plan on keeping it for my career. That's great. Yeah. I love seeing more and more suppliers get involved to increase their knowledge, increase the, the cap network. So congrats on that. And the walking comment for those listeners that don't know, they actually do like a graduation ceremony where they'll say your name, you'll go get your certificate as if it were a diploma. So really, really fun tradition that we've done for, man, 30, 40 years. So glad we're continuing to do that. So Nathan, when you're not parking cars and parking uh, EV charging stations and garages, uh, what do you like to do for fun? Yeah, I'm an avid golfer. I'm not saying that I'm a, a great golfer, but I do enjoy getting out and being outside and spending a few hours smacking a ball around the course. I think that golf is one of those things that you can never be perfect at. You have good days and you have bad days, just kind of like life in general. We're where you know work, you have good days, you have bad days. And so uh, it's a constant challenge. It allows me to clear my head and let me focus on the task at hand. Uh, and so it's a good way to both exercise and uh, do something you know productive. Carmen and I also do a lot of hiking. We have the uh, the liberty and the opportunity to to share time between Vancouver, BC, and Phoenix, Arizona. And so both places uh, during certain times of the year are pretty fantastic for outdoor activities, uh, such as golf and also hiking and trail riding on our mountain bikes and stuff like that. And so we do spend a lot of time with that. And then I would say the other thing that we enjoy doing is Carmen and I, one of the things that we like doing together is cooking. And we both are foodies. We both enjoy a good meal and we both like cooking a good meal. And so probably three or four nights a week when we're not on the road traveling for work, we are uh, in the kitchen with a glass of wine, cooking together. Uh, she does a lot of the cooking. I do most of the cleaning. And uh, so it's a good uh, symbiotic relationship. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love the houses in uh, Phoenix and Vancouver and being able to rota rotate those different times of year. That's two great living conditions in the right season. So that's, that's cool how you guys do that. So uh, man, Nathan, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thanks for your friendship over the years and support. We've worked on many projects together. And I'm excited to support ChargePoint moving forward. Yeah, thanks a lot for joining. Yeah, thank you, Isaiah. It's been a long time coming, and I've always wanted to be on the podcast to conversate with you and just to tell people really now about EV charging, ultimately because our industry needs to, to play catch up. I mean, as of today, I saw an article this morning that uh, the Ford Lightning, which is the first uh, mainstream EV pickup truck, uh, has taken on 160,000 pre-orders. So it's coming. We just need to uh, catch up. No, for sure. And I'll put that website in the show notes uh, so you guys can check them out. You won't be disappointed. Thanks a lot, Nathan. Have a great one. Thanks, Isaiah. This episode is brought to you by Parker Technology, the customer experience solution of choice in the parking industry. Parker's solution puts a virtual ambassador in every lane to help parking guests pay and get on their way in under a minute. Parker helps capture revenue, provides better customer service, enables your staff to focus on other on-site tasks, and keeps traffic moving, all according to your business rules. With the Parker solution, you'll also enjoy access to real-time call data and recordings. Learn more at helpmeparker.com slash parkingpodcasts.